Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Stay Prayed Up. Um, this is a really special episode just because, one, it's personal to me, but also it's uh, the beginning of a brand new chapter. This will be season two, episode one, um, or episode eight overall. And I just, you know, I kind of made the clip to not make this a hobby anymore. Um, the last episode was six months ago, and I was treating this like a hobby. This is a passion of mine. That's why I started it, and my vision for it um, that the rate I'm going, I can't reach my vision one day. So I had to just invest in some technology into myself, invest in some money into this, and I'm really to really get the ball rolling. Um, I really want to give a shout out to Will and Jalen, my my best friends, and their uh, podcast, Cloth Talk Podcast, um, available on all platforms. And uh, them starting theirs just recently kind of made me think that I was not treating this with the sense of urgency that I need to, to really follow my passion. Um, like I said, I was treating this like a hobby where I need to be treating this like a priority. So just um, to get things rolling, I just want to give kind of some quick updates uh, since the last six months. Um, first and foremost, I will be 17 months sober on October 4th. So huge congratulations for me. I'm very proud of myself. Don't really know how long this will go. Don't know if I want to do this the rest of my life, but I'm just, you know, going, uh, taking every day at a time. Um, just past my one year mark here and living in Houston, uh, moving here from Baltimore. Um, I am an entrepreneur now, starting my own business. I'm in a network full of great leaders and people who are pushing me to grow and just pouring knowledge into me and just showing unconditional love and support and wisdom and um, I love I love the people I'm surrounding myself with. Um, I gained 15 weight, uh, pounds in weight. Um, if you kind of know me or know my journey, I've lost a lot of weight to alcoholism and depression. And about roughly 60, you can say net about 60 pounds, including muscle mass. And um, I had gained 15 pounds um, about six months ago. But then when COVID and everything kind of hit, lost all that all that weight not six months ago but in march and so i've started working out again i'm up i'm up 15 pounds now so i'm proud of myself for that it's not where i want to be but it's baby steps um and trying to think what else uh i am in grad school now for my mba uh not excited to be back in school but the opportunity came and i am in grad school uh, at university of houston and uh, the last but not least, how sometimes life is going great, but storms still come your way that you can't control. My apartment did got ro- did get robbed while I was traveling back to see my family. With I can work from home, so I was traveling, and the maintenance people saw opportunity and, and robbed my place the day I was flying back to Houston, actually. Um, but uh, shout out to Chris and his family for helping me move to a new place, and I'm definitely, gra- definitely beyond grateful for where I am right now with that. Um, so today's episode on Stay Prayed Up, I want to talk about uh, unwavering confidence. I always wondered why in the manual of life, I really highly encourage everyone to kind of to get the manual. It's uh, manual, it's uh, spelled out B-I-B-L-E. But in the manual, there's this character named Jesus, and he always talks about children um and in four books in this manual, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, these are four books within the manual. And he always talk, he talks about children several times within these four books or parts or chapters, as you want to call them. And I always wondered why he did that. And it wasn't until a conversation I had with my grandmother and my mother a couple of months ago that I made this subconscious connection. And it was just a click in my mind of 
why he talks about them. And that's where I want to talk about with this unwavering confidence. Um, just to give the Bible verses, um, in Luke 18, chap, uh, chapter 18, verse 16 and 17, Matthew chapter 19, verse 14, Matthew chapter 18, verse 3, and Mark chapter 10, verse 15. I, I can just read a couple of them. So uh, starting with Luke chapter 18, then Jesus called for the children and said to his disciples, let the children come to me. Don't stop them for the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these little children. I tell you the truth. Anyone who does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. And he kind of says the same thing in, in Matthew and, and Mark, just saying that the kingdom of God is kind of reserved for children. If you don't act like a child, you will never enter it. And I always wonder what that meant. Why? What does it mean to really be a child? And there's multiple, I kind of come across multiple uh, interpretations of it. But the what I want to talk about today specifically is unwavering confidence. As a kid, whether you're a good kid or a bad kid, when you wanted to do something, or when you were engaged in something, you really had 100% confidence that, not even that, 110% confidence that you can do anything that you were doing in the moment, whether it's racing or wrestling or fighting a brother or a sibling or an older adult like a, your father or a grandfather or uncle, or in sports or trying to be mischievous, trying to steal cookies or candy from the kitchen or sneak out the house or doing something or, I don't know, just doing whatever when your parents are, aren't around or doing something bad or good that you had 100%, 110% confidence that you can do it in the moment. Now, if you failed, like, for example, you're wrestling an older sibling or, or a guardian or an older parent, or, you know, obviously you're going to lose. But in the moment, you thought you could beat them. You know, if you lose, you either get upset, cry, pout, whatever the case may be. Or if you're doing something well as a competition or in sports and you lose a game, you know, emotions get involved. But in the moment, you had 110% confidence that you can do anything that you were doing in the moment. And that's what I want to talk about today. Um, so I want to talk about a little piece of my history, my, my story, why this episode is so special to me. is We call this in my family the Tree of Kai. Kai is my nickname, and, and that's why it's called the Tree of Kai. And I will show pictures throughout this video if you're streaming this on, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or an Anchor or any other platform. Um, this will all be on YouTube as well, so you can see the, visual, the pictures I have, so you can see some visuals and why this tree is so important and really grasp the concept concepts even further. When I was a kid, I don't even remember when, how old I was, but very early, around the age of five, six, four, seven, whatever, whatever age it was, it was around that time frame, I was really big into nature. I watched Animal Planet a lot, Discovery Channel a lot, and in my grandma's house, we had the sandbox. And I don't know if I watched the episode that day or something about I don't know. I was outside playing in the sandbox or whatever, and I picked up a twig. I don't know if I found it in the yard or in the sandbox, but I picked up a twig, took all the leaves off, and I planted it. Now, I was, I'm not to be braggadocious, but I was kind of smart, um, the probably most kids, so I knew I couldn't grow in sand. So I literally dug in the bottom of the sandbox until I hit dirt, and it was a really pretty long twig, I think, or I don't know how long or deep the sandbox was, but I just remember I, when I found dirt, I put the twig in it, Surround so put pull out sand back and there it was. Um, but I like I said, I was a little bit smart, so I knew if I too much water would drown it, so I kinda made this moat and 
put rocks around the moat to protect it from water. And I just, that's what I did. And every day I would water and water. If it would rain, of course, the sand would move and cover everything up. So I had to redo the moat, redo the rocks and everything. And over time, uh, friends or family members like my grandmother or mother or other people just would say, it's not going to grow. It's not going to grow. It's in sand. You know, water is going to get absorbed in sand even by the time it gets to the dirt and it's not going to grow. But I just didn't care. I had unwavering confidence in myself that this tree was going to grow. And for all you people who are not Christian or follow another faith, I, I'm a kid. So I, I grew up in church, but... As a kid, you just went to church because your parents made you go to church. You really weren't paying attention. You were really just there for the games, playing with other kids, and just waiting to go at the end for usually breakfast or lunch or whatever your parents did after that. Or go home, go to sleep. Because when we didn't even like getting up to go to church. Um, I just had 100% confidence that this tree was going to grow, no matter what. And I just did it every day. I was watering. And um, at my grandma's house, I was I usually stay at my grandma's house during the summer since I only see them once a year. Um, for about between anywhere between eight to twelve weeks, um, I don't know how long I stayed this time, but that one particular summer. But I was there for a long time, and I just water and water and watered it. And it wasn't until maybe a couple weeks, the week before that I left, or the week before that, or I don't know when, but right before I left, some I think I went out first, or my grandma told me, or my grandfather told me that leaves had popped up on the tr on the twig and that's all I needed to see ever since then um, every summer watered it and watered it and watered it and my grandparents started to help me and they would water it sometimes and they would you know pr I guess pruning is the right word or cutting it and trimming it and just making it nice and um, it just grew and it grew and it grew and it got so point to it was hitting the top of the we had like a treehouse type structure on top of the sandbox so they had they would cut it but then eventually i think one of my grandma's friends or neighbors had told her to bring the tree out so that's what we did so uh, honestly it could be a lot taller than it is today um if my grandma had to keep trimming it from hitting the roof of the structure but we brought it out and now long story short that twig is probably the most tallest if one of the most tallest trees in the neighborhood it shades the entire house or the entire backyard. Um, it survived um, all the snowstorms, lightning strike, or whatever nature has thrown, its, has thrown its way. And it's it's literally there in a sandbox <laughs> full of sand and stone. And um, that's what I want to talk about today is is having unwavering confidence and and growing. And, and watering your watering something within you or something, whether it's a goal or a vision, or a job or a business or some type of venture that you have, and having 110% unwavering confidence. As I said, if you're not watching this, um, on if you're not watching this on YouTube or listening to this on YouTube, please go to YouTube and you'll you'll see the the pictures I have of this, um, but. Another story I want to talk about is one of my mentors had mentioned to me a couple weeks ago and months ago since I've known him. That was already stuck with me because it's trees. <laughs> but it's this Chinese bamboo tree. And I believe the first five years 
It does not grow. It does not break ground. And, but you still have to water it, nurture it, and do all the, uh, the farming or ag- agricultural work with it. And then in the fifth year, that those first six weeks, it grows to about 90 feet tall. So the question is, does it take five years and six weeks to grow 90 feet? Or does it take six weeks to grow 90 feet? And that's where... But the cra- the, the crazy thing about that is, is the root structure had to go so deep. The foundation had to grow so deep that to support its growth. So tying both that story and my story together is... You're when you have an unraving confidence in something, when when the results aren't showing, you have to keep going. Whether it's a job and a business and a relationship, um, something of your own that you're going through life, a storm, a season, you have to have unwavering confidence wherever you are in any situation because you're you're planting your foundation, you're planting your roots within yourself and your connection to a higher power. And when you have a and sometimes when you when you have to elevate or you can go to a next level or go to the in the building, if you go to the second, third, fourth, fifth floor, if the foundation is not strong enough, the, the building is gonna collapse. So in your life, if your roots aren't strong enough, your friend, if your foundation is not strong enough, if your confidence is not strong enough, when life happens and things go left, you're gonna fall and crumble. You know, when the, when the haters come, when the bad, bad news reports come in, when, when the rejection emails come and things go left, or your partner leaves you or get fired from a job or just life is not going the way you want it. If you lose confidence in yourself, you're, you're slowing down your growth rate of your foundation, of your internal foundation and your internal roots. And you're really slowing down the blessings that God has for you in that quote unquote, that six weeks of blessings of bursts or becoming the tallest tree in the neighborhood and just um, whatever the analogy is, you're uh, you're slowing yourself down. You're stopping yourself from receiving those blessings. You know, there's a quote by Inky Johnson. Um, if you don't know him, he's a motivational speaker. I really highly encourage you to follow him on Twitter, Instagram. He's just a, you, you just want some daily motivation. He's your guy. Um, and he says, People don't burn out because of what they do. They burn out because life makes them forget why they do it. I want to ask you this. When life, when you start something, let's say you're starting a business and it's not, and you're all excited and life's going well or a job or in a relationship, whatever the case may be, when you start something, the feeling that you have then, if you had that same feeling, that same joy or internal happiness, whatever you had, and life is still not going the way you want it to, if you, but you still had that happiness, would you still quit? If the answer is yes, then you have your answer. But if the answer is no, then you need to stick with it. Don't let your emotions detach you from going further. Don't let, sometimes you have to uh, detach our emotions from reality because sometimes they blind us, they plague us, and... Trust me, they just do. Whether in your relationship or a job or a business venture or video games or whatever you're doing, anytime emotions get into it, when there are bad emotions, it's a gift and a curse. When there are good emotions, you know that just it's fuel. It's just fuel for us. We feed off of it. But when there are negative emotions, 
if you don't know how to harness it and turn it into a weapon, it's going to destroy you. You know, so especially in sports for me, I had to grow up with a lot of anger and pain. So when I took up wrestling or when I took up MMA fighting, I was able to trans transfer all that hate and anger inside of me into that kind of, I guess, uh, momentum or energy that I use in, in, the, in a wrestling match or MMA match or in, in sparring or in practice. Um, so utilizing certain things as a weapon, and I think if the late great Kobe Bryant has said this, turning those emotions into weapons is, is one of your greatest assets that you can ever do. Back to the bamboo tree and to the, the tree of Kai, you know, when, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. You know, I didn't see, when I was planting my tree, I didn't see a twig and sand. I didn't see the, the reality and the logic between something growing in sand. All I see was the end picture, the end vision of a tree blooming into a magnificent tree within a tree house. That's what I saw. You know, with this bamboo tree, do you see a seed and ground that's not growing or do you actually see the finished product? You know, you have to have the ending mind. You know, having the end in mind constantly is going to get you out of bed when you don't feel like getting out of bed or or getting you, you know, or allowing you to keep going when the results aren't there physically. You know, sometimes when we don't have something that's tangible, something that we can see, it, it, it feeds into our subconscious of doubt. You know, when our friends or family or other people say, hey, where is it at? Or what's this? Or can you show me that? And you don't have it yet. Not only are you allowing their thoughts to get into your mind, you're allowing your own eternal thoughts of your future become stuck in the present. And you lose, you start losing your confidence and your hope and your, and your goals and your visions. Um, that's why you have to change the way you look at things now, because then the things that you look at will change in the present for you. Oh, Kevin Hart um, had said this quote that stuck with me that the sun don't stop. The sun don't stop for nobody. And I didn't, I had to replay that video a couple of times until he got it, but life goes on. Regardless of where you go with it or not, you know, whether you're going through depression, anxiety, stress, um, going through a heart, uh, a loss, heartache, a breakup, uh, uh, getting fired or laid off or furloughed or uh, uh, business isn't going as well as it went or going through car problems or whatever life is throwing at you, right? Life doesn't stop and the sun keep goes up, goes down, goes up, goes down. The days keep going. So you have to keep going with you because if you don't, your your mental and emotional state at which that life occurrence occurred, even though life is going a week from now, a month from now, a year from now, if you don't get past that a year from now, you're still stuck. Part of you is still stuck mentally, emotionally a year ago. And that's going to prohibit and slow down or even impede your progress a year later within when, when the future is now the present, you know, and whether it's a relationship, if you got your heart broken a year ago and you're moving on and it's a year later or two years later, you meet a new girl or boy, but you haven't really forgiven yourself or forgiven another person. You still, and you haven't gone to therapy or healed properly. You're going to bring all that emotional, mental baggage into your next relationship. And that can be a relationship. It could be a job. It could be a next business venture. It could be anything that is in the same realm of a situation that you didn't 
necessarily heal and get over is going to come and appear into your next uh, venture or relationship or partnership or whatever, whatever the case may be. You know, be so confident in God's plan that you don't even get upset when things don't go your way anymore. And that's really, really is, is having so much unwavering confidence that it doesn't matter what life is throwing at you. You're trusting God, you're trusting a higher power, you're trusting your father, you're trusting all your resources and your friends, your support system, you're trusting yourself that it doesn't matter what's going to go through with you, you're not going to stop same way the sun's not going to stop, same way life doesn't stop. We're just going to keep going, keep rolling with the punches, keep rolling with the punches. Eventually, you get what you're going to get, you know. So that's what we have to do. We just have to learn, adapt, and execute daily, weekly, monthly. You know, if you always do things the way you've always done, you're always going to get what you always got. So when life kind of throws at you, you just have to sit back, analyze, heal yourself, you know, analyze the situation fully, see what you have to do differently, see the cards that you have, and then just make some adjustments, adapt, and then execute. That's all it is, you know. It's it's real, it's, it's hard sometimes because really life is really easy. Success is really easy. It's, or success in terms of what you want to do in life is really easy. However, when something is easy, when something is really simple to do and simple not to do, and that's where we fall, you know, it's, it's easy to become an entrepreneur. It's easy to go to work. It's easy to be a good girlfriend or husband. It's easy to be a good partner or or it's easy to be an athlete or whatever the case may be. It's easy not to be an athlete. It's easy to be lazy. It's easy to not love properly. It's easy to lie. It's easy to sin. It's easy to not go to work. It's easy to not do the work that your business needs because it's not paying you directly right away as a salary job. It's easy to do these things, but it's also easy not to do the things as well. And that's where the great coin of life is. You know, life and success is really easy. It's really simple to do and achieve. However, it's very simple not to do and achieve. And that's where discipline and unwavering confidence kind of plays to really take you to the next level. Another quote that my friend Jalen and I posted on Twitter one day, the greatest weapon against stress is our ability to choose one thought over another. You know, we can create our own sunshine, you know, I, and that's what I think is the greatest thing that one of the greatest things that we can be as people, you know, we can create our own sunshine. If you look for the light, often you will find it. But if you look for the darkness, that's all you will ever see. And or that's all you ever find. And that's the gift and the curse of, of our mind. That's how powerful our mind is. If we just kind of choose to just follow what bad thoughts with bad thoughts, that's all we're going to get. But it's not until we make that conscious effort to start substituting bad thoughts with positive action and positive affirmations and positive motivation and positive just feeding yourself with positive positivity, you know, whether the tweets or posts or IG or Facebook ads or whatever the case may be or just music or whatever, whatever it is, whatever you're feeding your mind, you have that ability to, to choose it. But if all day you just want to listen to heart, heartbreak music and, and, you know, all them sad songs from Drake all, all day, it, you're, that's all you're going to be. That's all you're going to find. And that's all you're going to see in other people. That's all you're going to see in life. You know, you're just going to all these things that on your daily basis, on your daily activities, this, you're, all you're going to see is negative stuff, whether it's traffic or bad weather or just little new nuances throughout the day to just ignore you that you normally would ignore. Um they start to annoy you even 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 more that it's just little things like that that's all you're going to see that's all you're going to feed your mind and that's all your mind is going to seek out so it's not until you make that positive 
conscious decision to start replacing those negative thoughts and feelings and emotions with with positive ones is when is when you can start to create your own sunshine in the storm and it's that and that's the power of the mind that's how powerful it is but sometimes it just takes a little reminder such as this or just it just takes just takes a decision you know that you just you just have to make it it's so hard to be get comfortable and and stuck in a place of depression and trust me i know how that feels but like life and like success like i said before is really simple to get out of it but it's very simple to stay in it and that's the the unfortunate two-sided coin to our lives to our mind is that it's so simple to feed our mind positivity but it's also Real simple not to and feed it only negativity. Sometimes in life, faith isn't how big we can believe. Sometimes it's how long we can believe. You know, in the manual, it says in, in book, the book of Hebrews 11, chapter 11, verse 1, it says, Faith shows the reality of what we hope for in the evidence of things we cannot see. And sometimes it could be a big thing, but sometimes it's just how long we can last out for. You know, sometimes in life, you don't defeat storm or get, get through storms or defeat storms or get out of bad seasons or defeat the giants coming into your life by beating them. You beat them sometimes just by outlasting them. And I think sometimes that's what we need to think of. We think that well, we have to get, beat this. We have to beat it. We have to go. Sometimes you just have to outlast it. You know, depression stress, anxiety. These are things that we can't beat. And when by me by that is that they never go away. You know, once it enters your life, it's there to stay. You know, it's kind of like cancer cells. You know, we always have cancer cells in our body. They're always there, but they, they're they're dying. Our body kills themselves again. It's not until one uh, multiplies and adapts and mutates and our body doesn't pick it up and it grows, but it's, it's, it's always there. Those thoughts are always there. It, it's It's kind of like having a closet in your mind and you put depression, anxiety, and stress in the closet, but there's no lock. At any moment of time, depression can grab the closet and open it up. It's up for you to close the door again. And sometimes we just have to just not even close the door. The door closes on its own if we just outlast it, if we just outlast those thoughts. We just outlast the thoughts throughout the day throughout the week throughout the month you just take it day by day you know there's there's a story that i just recently heard and this woman was talking about uh her shoes doing olympic training and she thought she couldn't swim and long story short this other olympic trainer was with her coach and was just like, okay let's just swim to this buoy and they did it and then they swam to the next buoy then they swam to the next buoy and they swam to the next buoy and long story short she had swum she had practiced swimming the entire length of the race without even knowing it. And her long story short, her, she gave a, a witty uh, short story summary of swim to the buoy. It's kind of like in the, in the, in the movie Finding Nemo, uh, just keep swimming. You know, sometimes in life, we just have to swim to the buoy or just keep swimming or just taking day by day by day until it's gone. And that's all it is. Sometimes you don't have to outright defeat something. We just have to outlast it. So like I said, sometimes faith isn't always how big we can believe. Sometimes it's how, how, how long we can last in believing and having unwavering confidence in ourselves. And I just want to leave you off with some last minute, um, some, some uh, excerpts from the, from the manual. One is uh, from the book of Philippians in chapter 4, verse 13. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. 
The second one is Joshua 1.9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be you will be with you wherever you go. And the last one is Romans 8.28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good for those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. That's one of my favorite verses. Is because we know that all things are working according to our good. The good and the bad. And that's where sometimes people forget. Sometimes in life, we have to go through bad things to get to the good things. You know, like for me personally, I wouldn't have gotten to Houston if I didn't get fired from my internship the day be- the day before I got hired because HR had messed up. If I didn't go through depression, if I didn't go through alcoholism, if I didn't get framed as the only black kid in my architecture class, I wouldn't have dr- left that major and switched into my new major where now I'm working in now full time in the city of Houston where I've always wanted to come to. You know, it's I can go on and on and on and on about all these things like that led me to this point. But there's a lot of bad things in life sometimes that we have to go through. You know, sometimes in life, if God were to show you all the bad things that are going to happen to you, that have to happen to you and that you will go through, you probably wouldn't be too excited about it. And you probably wouldn't want to go through it. And that would stop you from getting the blessings on the other side. So that's why you have to go through things because God has always something better in store from you. You know, sometimes we should never grab a towel to throw it in. We should only grab towels to use to use to wipe the blood, sweat, and tears off our faces to get to where we're going. Because we know that all things are working according for our purpose because God said so. And, you know, it's it's that simple. You know, it's storing up this unwavering confidence in yourself. And there's another verse I want to say is Jeremiah 29, 11 in the manual that you know, God has plans for us and to give us hope in the future and not to harm us. And storing up all these affirmations from the manual and from other media sources and, and books and, and videos and just whatever you're reading or putting into your mind, store all that up inside of you to develop this unwavering confidence. You know, surround yourself with, with coaches and mentors and friends and family that don't bring you down, only build you up, who don't say, oh, where's the results at, or question you, or just they only bring you positivity and joy. All those people who just who are naysayers or haters, keep up on the side. You don't have to get them out of your life because they're going to see your result. They're going to see what you reap. You know, you always reap what you sow. You only, so if they're just reaping hate, they're going to, they're not, that's the only thing they're going to get. But if you keep reaping all your work and your hard work, I'm sorry, if you keep sowing all the hard work and your and your tears and your blood and your sweat and just keep sowing it to yourself, sowing it to yourself, sowing it to yourself, you're going to reap a big reward that God has in store for you, which all your haters, whether they're family member, friends or strangers, they're all going to see that. And that's, you know, that's why you have to stay 10 toes down with all this unwavering confidence, you know, and just to tie this all back together. I think that's one of the reasons why God or I'm sorry, Jesus had talked about kids is because when you're a kid, we have unwavering confidence when we're doing something. So in life, when life hits us, don't lose that confidence. Don't lose the confidence in yourself. Don't lose confidence in other people. And don't lose confidence in your higher power that's watching over you. You have to, you have to stay that. Because once we lose our unwavering confidence, that's when we allow thoughts of depression, anxiety, stress, Satan... All these negative forces, these toxic forces, that's how we start going to negative and bad coping uh, habits and 
you know, that's when we just start falling and start trembling. And it's hard to get back on track. Not impossible. I'm a, to trust him to that. I'm pretty sure all of you all as well. But that's why, because when we're kids, we have when we're in the moment, we have 110 percent unwavering confidence. And I think God and Jesus wants us to have that on our daily basis throughout the rest of our lives here on this planet. And with that, that's all I have for you today. So thank you all for tuning in to Unwavering Confidence, Season 2, Episode 1, listening to the Tree of Kai. And um, like I said, if you want to see pictures, go on YouTube. They're all beyond there. Um, please follow me um, on, on Instagram, Antoine Vicario, and on Twitter, Antoine Vicario as well. Follow me on Anchor and Stay Prayed Up. Follow me on Apple Podcast, Stay Prayed Up. And follow me on Spotify, Stay Prayed Up. Uh, like I said, shout out to Will and Jalen for starting the podcast. Go please follow them on uh, Cloth Talk Podcast. I'm really excited and sore for what they have. Um, thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for those who have been supporting me and, and watch this. Please share it. Please review it. Please comment me. Please give me your feedback. Um, I will start to have these more weekly or bi-weekly or monthly going forward. So please stay with me. Stay supportive of me. And, and please hold me accountable. <laughs> Um, because I have high, higher visions and, and goals and plans for this and it just stays with me being disciplined in this task. Um, so thank you all for tuning in and until next time, stay prayed up.